The following podcast is produced on the lands of the Boomerang people of the Kulin Nation in Victoria, Australia. I acknowledge the traditional owners and custodians of the lands, pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging, and acknowledge that sovereignty has never been ceded. It always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Hello and welcome again to Bite Your Thumb, a podcast in which I have been exploring my complete disdain for what is arguably Shakespeare's most well-known play, Romeo and Juliet. So it is time for Act 1, or Season 1, of this homely little podcast to come to a close, to take an intermission backstage and prepare for a new season that isn't impacted by a global pandemic. I have so many more people and topics I want to cover on this show, and it seems the universe is telling us to let it chill out first before embarking on the next big journey through Verona. What you're about to listen to is a best of from the more recent episodes of this show. And don't worry, a second episode with clips from earlier on in the season will be available now next week. Stay tuned at the end for some bows and so forth, but for now let's take a listen to some of the best of Bite Your Thumb Season 1. A play like Romeo and Juliet is sort of, its format or its beats are unconsciously copied in fan fiction because Romeo and Juliet is very much about the forbidden mm. love, the off-limits love, and I feel like that's very prevalent in fan fiction. Yes, yeah. yes, you've nailed it. So, this is something I love to talk about because mm. people will read a fan fiction or not even that. Let's say they watch After, yeah. which is based on a Harry Styles fan fiction. And I have seen, you know, Facebook threads and comment sections saying, this is problematic. This film is fucked up. This is a toxic relationship. Like tearing the film to shreds, which mm-hmm. I personally think is, I don't think the film's that problematic compared to other like YA stuff, but that's another conversation. When I see comments like that, all I want to say to those people is, the what 22 year old girl who wrote that fan fiction is just a mirror reflection of all of the media she has consumed in her mm. entire life and that goes for basically all fan fiction especially for teenagers who are writing they are just mirroring the truth the tropes they have seen played out in film television books their entire lives and we know that so much of the media we consumed is influenced by shakespeare and shakespeare you know, didn't invent those story arcs, but he definitely popularized them. And mm. because of you know the Western world and education system, we have mm. massively romanticized his work and everybody reads Shakespeare. So yes, it unconsciously is there. Mm. Those like story beats of forbidden love. And one of my favorite tropes to read in fan fiction is absolutely enemies to lovers, oh, which is yeah. very much about nothing. Like mm. I love enemies to lovers and forbidden love. Twilight's Forbidden Love, yeah. um, you know, all those kinds of tropes. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's so unspoken about and it's just played out as girls are dumb. You know, they are just copying the male narratives that they are sold every day because you can look at, you know, all of their favorite movies from the last 30 years and books. Majority, majority of those things are written by men or directed by men or written by a man, but directed by a woman. Like, you know, mm. Basically, they are just reflecting narratives that they've been sold by, sold to, given to them by yeah. men. And then people are like, these 15-year-old girls are sex creeps who are racist oh. or sexist or misogynistic. Yeah. 
or really toxic male, you know, toxic relationships, blah, blah, mm. blah. Like, where do you think they get that from? Like, we learn to read text aloud from primary school teachers. So I have this job. My main job at the moment is, it's called a simulation specialist. What I do is I, through a combination of uh, voice modulation, uh, some head tracking, motion capture, and an Xbox controller, I use this kind of video game looking technology to portray five uh, primary school age children. And then pre-service teachers, like teachers who, are, who haven't graduated yet, practice their teaching their lessons like on me as oh, kids. Wow. Oh, yeah. that's such an unusual thing but that's really really cool so yeah. do you so what, what's that like it's quite a, it's quite incredible it's quite um an insight into how we are training people to teach kids we're doing there's this assignment um that involves them what a lot of them are doing are reading to the kids and they're reading like this storybook and it's astounding um every like 99 percent of these people and they've all come different walks of life. They're all, you know, learning to be a teacher. Mm. They read the text to the kids in the exact same way. They're like, I made some cookies for tea, said Ma. Good, said Sam and Victoria. We're starving. <laughs> Share them between yourselves, said Ma. <laughs> oh, I don't think I will, said blah, 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 blah. You know, it's like this. Um, and they all read it like this. Um, and yeah, but, but of course, you know, I had a greater insight. One of them was like telling the kids to read and was like, okay, kids, you know, when there's a full stop, you go, <gasps> you take a big breath in. And when there's a comma, you go, <gasps> and that's a little breath. And so then I'm a kid and I'm, and I'm like, I, I was, you know, one of the kids is quite earnest. And so really wanted to give it a go. So they're like, oh, I made some cookies for tea, said Ma. And, oh, you know, and they're like, you know, being over breathing. Oh my God. I remember this sentence. This <laughs> one was a complete ball fest. And the other was quick and painless, kind of like the bullet that shot Juliet's brains out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my gosh! What was I like? Oh wow! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh wow! Oh wow! <laughs> I'm just concerned the fact that my teacher didn't like underline that sentence, be like, see me after class, are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> that is so brutal. Again, I must have been such a really angry teenager. Wow. Wow. <laughs> That's definitely my favourite sentence I think I've ever written. <laughs> so brutal. That is, that is fabulous, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. Oh, let's move on. <laughs> that is such a controversial statement. If these two movies were molded together, it would have turned out to be a terrific movie. Interesting. And a true yeah. honour to the memory of the play and of William Shakespeare, the poetic genius himself. And so, ah. wow. And then I think this was part of the homework. I had to give it a rating out of 10. So Zephyrelli, yeah. I gave it a six out of 10. And then Lerman, I gave a six and a half out of ten. So pretty generous, actually. Yeah. Unusually generous. Maybe I should, maybe yeah, I had. Given yeah. your commentary. Yeah. 
given your commentary, that was I would have thought that rigorous. would be like a three. <laughs> yeah. And then, All right. And then the cherry on top of the cake, my teacher with a final comment, an engaging, <laughs> an engaging review. <laughs> a plus. <laughs> It's right there. If you don't believe me, A plus. Oh, <laughs> well done. That is my movie review. Oh my god. I mean, I'm enjoying yes. it. It is on. It's on. <laughs> yes, it's the best news. <laughs> so, if any, you know, seasoned film critics or animation fans want to talk about the seminal classic that is No Man oh. Juliet. Please get me. <laughs> no Man There's Juliet. too many things. At the start, I was like, it's great. It keeps creating new content. Now I'm like, stop it. We <laughs> Please no cease Juliet. and desist. I'm <laughs> putting a restraining order <laughs> against the estate. It's like, stop letting them do it. <laughs> stop it. So yeah, I'll do No Man and Juliet. And then there was a sequel. There was a second movie. So that will be its own episode. What? <laughs> there was <laughs> and oh it was like included goodness. but it was like not about them it was about like no it was sherlock gnomes it was about a detective oh, gnome never but forget gnome sherlock and, gnomes sherlock gnomes and gnomeo and juliet were still there so i'm gonna put they should keep the- making gnomes content this isn't related what? to romeo and juliet but they should do better gnomes than gardens <laughs> gnome alone Oh my god. Oh my god. I gotta call some people. No this man, is a no franchise. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should just start your own podcast about gnome related media. Ah, uh, clearly. That's the, that's my big takeaway. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you for mentoring me. <laughs> oh, anytime. Because <laughs> I'm an ex- expert. Sorry, Molly, you do have to branch out from gnomes. I know it's hard. <laughs> I think you need to diversify. <laughs> What a luck! What many a guffaw! <laughs> I'd be hitting subscribe if I were you right now. How could you possibly miss out on any more of these shenanigans? <laughs> anyway, enough grooming of the ego, that's for Shakespeare to do. I'd like to thank every single guest that's been on this first season of the show. Adam Hembry, Peter Evans, Marie Kelly, Michelle Melky, Samuel Rowe and Molly Daniels. They are the very best of players upon this stage that we call podcasting. Make sure to go listen to their individual episodes if you're liking what they're saying. And I have to say a massive thank you to the Lip Media Network for letting me be a part of their podcast family. It's been such a pleasure and I'm looking forward to doing even more work with them going into the future. Like I said, I'm so excited for all the ideas I have lined up for season two of this show but if you have any suggestions at all for what you think should be talked about on bite your thumb please drop a line to bite your thumb pod at gmail.com or slide into my dms on instagram at bite your thumb pod but in the meantime i will simply leave it at this stay safe out there on the world for the stage thank you for listening and i'll see you again for season two you three inch fool the, the that's the shrew the, not me she needs to be tamed good luck.